This podcast is entirely listener supported. To find out how you can help, head to patreon.com slash we have concerns. I think that if uh, people heard that, they would assume it was me doing that. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to talk during it. <laughs> so that people knew it was you. No, no, no. That's still Jeff. He can actually sing, talk, and drink a glass of water at the same time. Uh, Jeff has been a ventriloquist dummy this whole time. <laughs> I like having a positive outlook. <laughs> oh, boy. This, this, whole, this whole podcast is just your psychosis working yeah, it's itself just out. Me, it's just me working, dealing with my shit in a room. <laughs> Somewhere I'm bound and gagged. Yeah. <laughs> And this is We Have Concerns. Hello, Anthony Carboni. Hello, Jeff Kanata. Hello, Concerned Citizens. Reading. It's fundamental. It is. And I happen to really love it. I happen to really love reading on my Kindle. I'm conflicted yeah? about my Kindle. I love my Kindle and I don't love my Kindle. Um, Which Kindle do you have? I have, the, uh, I have the Kindle Touch, the first Kindle Touch. Okay. I have uh, the Paperwhite. I kind of want to get I the Paperwhite. But here's my thing. They got the new one now with the super high DPI. It's not, it's not that kind of show. Okay, Go talk sorry. to fucking Tom Merritt or it's whoever got... about that shit. I don't okay. want to talk about it. Though. All right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> um, I have all these books on my Kindle, and I feel like they're they're just like things that are in my Evernote or whatever, where I just I put them in my Kindle and they disappear, and I don't read them. And then I also just kind of miss having a physical book. What do you miss about the physical book? I feel like sometimes it is easier for me to focus when I just have one book in front of me. I can't use the Kindle reader on my iPhone or my iPad because there are so many other things to do on my iPhone and my iPad. Right. Uh, and it's also like it's a small screen and I'm getting alerts and I, I, I can't read on it. I can't read on it. But on my Kindle, there's still like, eh, maybe I'm a little bored with this. Maybe I want to jump around. Maybe I want to read really? something else. I've got the added... I've got yeah. the added, you know, but it's I also... I think they make it just hard enough to get to another book yeah. that it's kind of a pain. So but I'm just going to stick with the book that yeah, turns on when I turn it on. Sure. And I also, I don't know, there's something to me about um, underlining and highlighting in a physical book as opposed to doing it because my notes tend to just kind of disappear and go away when I make them on the Kindle. They go into like my Kindle notes or whatever, and I'm trying to figure out a way to make those more accessible. I guess it's just a lot you of need to problems. You need to uh, underline and highlight. I don't do any of that when I'm I I'm doing research for that documentary right now. Oh. So I well, kind I think I'm more talking about reading for pleasure. Uh, I enjoy researching for my documentary. Oh, okay. That's one of the reasons I'm doing it. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. No, but I, I do kind of just like, I like owning a book. Yeah. It's the last piece of media. I think comic books will be the last official thing that I want. I want a physical graphic novel. Right. I don't want Blu-rays anymore. I don't want albums anymore. Right. Uh, For me, it's board games. Yeah. There's, you can't replace those. I mean, people are doing digital board games. I like, I like board games on the iPad a little bit, but they're a little small. They feel right. too cramped. I think books are the last thing where it's like, man, I just, I like people walking into my house and seeing that I read, you know? Like, yeah. You know, it's that John Waters thing where if you go home with somebody and you see that they don't have books, don't fuck them. Well, the reason we're talking about this is an article that was sent in to us uh, by Jonathan Smith. 
Super not an alias. Which is his real name. That's super his real name. Oh, Don't yeah. even worry, guys. And just You can just Google him if you're curious. Yeah, John Smith. Yeah. It's fine. Anyway, he pointed us to this uh, article about this research uh, about the difference between reading in a physical book between uh, and reading in a uh, Kindle or an any e-device, really, e-reader. And they are saying that there's a tactile memory connection that mm-hmm. happens as human beings yeah. and that we actually remember things that we read in a physical paper book better than we would in an e-reader. You know, there's been a lot of research about this. Uh, Nicholas Carr wrote a great book called The Shallows, which is about what the internet and reading on a screen is doing to our minds. Most of the research is based on reading on a screen and learned habits of reading on a screen versus reading in a book. Right. Um, Where the information is more disposable. The information isn't just more disposable. It also has to do with the way we're starting to read in a way that web pages are laid out. As opposed to a scanning back and forth all the way down the page, we tend to read in like an F pattern now. Mm. So we read the headline, we read the first line, and then we scan down every paragraph Mm. for the thesis statement of that paragraph. Uh, Interesting. And so we're not necessarily taking in long form information anymore. We're reading as though we were shopping for the information that we need to glean out of something. Yeah. And I think when you read on a Kindle, because it's electronic, because it's a screen, maybe you're Maybe your brain initially tries to read in that same pattern, tries to skip around a little more, tries to maybe just get what it needs to get out of the page a little more. Well, what this article suggests is it says here that the tactile experience of a book aids the process of remembering from the thickness of the pages in your hands as you Mm -hmm. progress through the story to the placement of a word on a page. The hypothesis is that the difference for Kindle readers might have something to do with the fact that the fixity of the text on paper and this very gradual unfolding of paper as you progress through a story is some kind of sensory offload supporting the visual sense of progress when you're reading. Oh, I get that. So it's like everything, all the systems working together. So it's like, you know that you were midway through the story when a particular event happened because the book was midway thick in your hand. And really the research is saying that it's, it's what they were testing was order of events in inside a story and being able to reconstruct what happened. Here are the immediate questions that pop into my head. Mm -hmm. Are these people that were familiar with e-readers to begin with? Are these people who normally read on e-readers or were they handed e-readers for the first time? Right. Uh, Are these people, were they younger people or were they older people? Were they avid readers or were they people who didn't read very much? Because this is the kind of general base statement because they threw a they threw a stat in the beginning of that where I was like, whoa, that's a big stat and I want you to back it. It was something like 68% of the people who read in a book were able to remember it better or something like that than an e-reader. It was a huge percentage. Uh, well, actually, what you're remembering is, it's funny, you remembered it incorrectly, oh. but uh, it says just six minutes of reading is enough to reduce stress by 68%. Okay, yeah. So that's the other thing is they is they kind of led the article off with Reading on a, reading in a book is better, but then they sort of just went into the benefits of reading long form stuff, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because it was mostly an article about the benefits of reading, right. which I am all for. Me too. I think the difference, they're talking about screen versus page, and I think for somebody who's used to a Kindle, who's used to an e-reader, screen versus page is not as big a difference. I think what they're really discussing is the difference between people who read most of their stuff online who aren't long form readers. Right. And people who read books. And that's the real salient point here is that it's really good for your brain, studies show it, 
reduces the it's you're two and a half times less likely to have Alzheimer's mm -hmm. and you're uh, able to concentrate more. And all it takes is what they call slow reading, which is sort of that deep, long form reading for 30 to 45 minutes a day. Yeah. And this is in contrast to, as you're saying, this quick kind of scanning of information, just grabbing stuff off of a uh, of a website or yeah. an article. And that's the thing is we're, we're seeing now we're seeing changes in, in people's brains as we go on. Younger people have better ability for spatial relationships. They have better ability to find information and jump between information and get salient points yeah. uh, than older people do. You know, and it's that yeah. thing where like old people are just like, why can't they just sit and read and calm down for a bit? Right. Why can't, why can't they just sit for 45 minutes and read a book these days? <sighs> Grandpa, all you've done is sit for the last three hours and complain about this. I don't understand why you guys can't sit and listen to just a few hours of complaining. When I was a kid, we used uh -huh. to sit and listen to four and a half to five hours of complaining every day just to get the opportunity to read 45 minutes of a book. You're always a beepy bopping. <sighs> Yeah. You're a beepy bopping all the time. Grandpa, can I just uh, text you? Can you just text me your complaints? I text my complaints. I don't understand why you people can't just sit on the phone for 90 to 120 minutes a day. Yeah. No. We uh, used to just sit on the phone for 90 to 120 minutes a day. Well, I have lots of stuff to do, and uh, I don't really oh, have time to do that. so many things. Why can't you just do one of them right? What happened to just sitting and doing one thing right? When I used to sit and make fun of the blacks, I would do it for 90 to 120 minutes straight. Kids these days hardly make fun of the blacks at all. In fact, yeah, we try to avoid it, Grandpa, because we, we find Because that you're afraid of hard work. Uh, no, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's very you easy. You see this chess set? I whittled this chess set myself. It took How come it's all white pieces, Grandpa? Because those are the only pieces you need. Grandpa, I, th I find that really offensive. Very, very, very offensive. Everything's, oh. Also confusing. Because you, you can't just sit. You know what we would do? You sit. Yeah. You whittle your own chess pieces. Right. And you know which side you're playing by the feel. The feel. By the feel of the pieces. And you yeah. know how else you know which pieces are yours? You pay attention to the game. And you don't live in a neighborhood where uh -huh. black people are Grandpa. going to be in your face and yelling and screaming all the time Grandpa, you're a when you're trying person. to play chess. Grandpa, uh, you need to really open your mind. It's not just about the time we spend. It's about who we spend it with, Grandpa. You're a terrible person. I disagree. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. No, I don't have in time. In a quick three and a half oh, hour rant Grandpa. that only mentions the Mexicans three times. <laughs> Because they're ancillary to this point. Uh-huh. That's a character I like to call uh, my grandpa's actual attitude with the wrong accent. <laughs> Older people do not realize that as things are changing, we measure things in the ways that we've always measured. Right. We're losing something by not doing this deep thinking, reading all the time. But what we're not realizing is that younger people are developing their brains in different ways, yeah. which are not necessarily detrimental. They seem detrimental to older people because older people live in a specific world that works in a specific well, way. Well, you say that, but you don't disagree with the fact that I reading is fundamental. I, I don't disagree with it, but I do think that the effects of reading on a screen versus reading in a book are heavily, heavily exaggerated. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do think you should spend... 45 minutes reading every day. I do think there's something, because it's a kind of meditation, right? There's an importance in 
being able to focus. Mm-hmm. But I I would be shocked if after further research, the difference between reading on a screen and reading on page were as different as we think they are now. Right. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. I certainly haven't found that to be the case. I love my Kindle. I love my Paperwhite specifically because I can read at night without having a light. That's yeah. the biggest problem about reading a book, real book is the light it takes to read it. Yeah. The fact that that's taken out of the equation. I find I don't find any difference between what I remember from a book if I read it digitally. Now, that said, I'm not going to read it on my iPad. I'm not going to read it on my phone. No. I do think there's a difference there. I do too. But these e-readers, these dedicated, I agree with you in that yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's just one of those things where people want to People want to be scared of the new technology. There are other great things that I like about reading on a Kindle too. There is, as much as I do like the feel of a book, as much as I do like writing in the margins, I also hate- Oh, I also what? Hate, sometimes you, you write, write in, the in the margins. Sometimes. No. That's my book, dude. That's not your book. I know, but- I don't, because here's the other thing. Ugh. I don't lend out real books. What do you lend out? Because they don't come back. Oh, you just don't lend. I recommend. <laughs> I'll happily- your damn self. I'll happily recommend a book to you. Yeah. And I will, I will happily tell you that it's a great book and you should read it. I might even, if I think, but you're gonna read if it I think again? you really want the book, I, or I think the book is going to be great for you, I'll buy it for you. I'll buy you a book. A book is eight bucks. Here's the book. Yeah. You don't get to have my copy of that book. Do you read books again? I do. I don't. I do. And, unless it's really, really special because- There are some books that I read every year. Really? Yeah. I find books, there's so many books that I want to read, and I consider myself a pretty slow reader, actually. Mm-hmm. It's, that's one of those things that I'm really, I get frustrated with myself because choosing a book, I obsess about which book I'm going to read next. Yeah. I have lists like, okay, well, that one, and then that one. Well, maybe I'll bump that one before that one because it's the process of diving into a book for yeah. me is this commitment. It's this major commitment. And- one of the joys, like we were talking about The Martian, I read that in like three sittings because yeah. when I read a book fast and, and love it and can't stop reading it, it's a it's high praise for me, right? Yeah. So but, for, I, I feel the same way, but I also feel like books are a thing that I just, I tear through them. My, my thing is just like, it doesn't matter how many are on the list, I'll get to them. I'm just going to like tear through the books because when I was, when I was a kid, this is the other reason why I think I, I want physical books so much is like, in our house as a kid, we moved around quite a bit, but my parents always would buy a house that had built-in bookshelves uh-huh. in at least a hallway because they had so many books between the two of them. And no shelves. And they no shelves. shelves. They couldn't afford shelves because no. they bought all the books. Yeah. But no, they wanted a nice way to show their books and they wanted right. the books to be part of the house. Right. This is where we live. That's and part cool. of the way we live is, is we read. Do they ever have one of those little ladders? No, but I always wish. Oh. One of my dreams is to have one of those ladders. Wouldn't that be cool with the little wheels oh, on it so it, it could man. roll around? And I also like those metal and rubber step stools that public libraries always have. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted one of those. They're ugly and industrial, but I'm yeah. just like, I want it. But my the other thing is we were not allowed. I think people think that I grew up as like a guy who who played a lot of video games and, and watched movies all the time. And, and part of that is true, but... We weren't allowed to play video games for more than a couple hours. It was always like after that, go outside. We weren't allowed to watch a lot of movies. We can watch them like at night before bed or whatever. But we were always allowed to read at the table. Anytime we finished a book, we were allowed to go get a new book. Hmm. And my, my parents would just buy whatever the next book on my list was as long as I finished the book. You could read and eat? 
Yeah. And then we really? would, yeah. And then we would like once a week go to the library and we would spend half the day at the library. That's cool. So books are like crazy, crazy important to me. So that's why I think physical books are so important. But uh, they're also like combustible, disposable to me. Like I read them and they're mine and I just want, I want to get the information. I want to have the experience and move on and get to the next book. And it doesn't matter what the next book is. If you hand me a book, I'm just going to read it. I, I used do, to be, I do mark them up and I do uh, write in the margins because it's my book. I can't do that, dude. I used to try to protect. I was really into reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I still am, but I mean, I got really into it young and uh, was devouring, you know, Stephen King and stuff at like you know, 11 and 12. And I used to get these thick, these thick paperbacks, right? Yeah. And I used to do everything I could so that they, you know how they get those creases yeah. in the spine and those big thick paper packs? I hated that. Try to keep them. Oh, dude, the stand. By the time you were yeah. done with the stand, the uncut version of the stand, right. it was just like, it was destroyed. And that's yeah. the other thing that I like about e-readers, right? Is books are not the most ergonomically designed things in all actuality. That's when you true. get to the end of a book and it's like a really thick book and you've got, you know, 400 pages here and you've got 30 pages here and you're yeah. trying to keep it open yeah. and it's like you're trying to read what's and it's heavy the printing towards the margins yeah and it's like what does that sentence say or when you're reading in bed and and you're laying on one side and then you kind of have to turn over to the other side because the book you're on the other half of the page now yeah. uh that always bugged me i love my e-reader that i can just stay in one spot and it's i find the, the comfy spot and the words are always going to be in the same yeah the other counterpoint to this is all these articles that come up that are, that are about how wonderful it is to read books and how the screen is destroying books and stuff like that. I want to see studies on how much more likely people are to read at all if they're given something where they can read electronically. I think a lot of people don't go... I mean, we know, we've seen statistics. People don't go to the library anymore. People don't buy as many books anymore. Publishing is a a shrinking industry. Well, there's no need to go to a library if you have an e-book, right? Well... But most library systems, and that's what I'm saying, I don't think a lot of people do have e-readers. I think Mm. people just go to the library less. I think people Mm. overall read long-form stuff less. Well, anecdotally, that's certainly true. I Just how few friends of mine. Yeah. Well, people will proudly say, oh, I don't read. Oh, I don't really read. I don't really read. Boggles my mind. I don't don't like joy or or whimsy. They're just like tossing off like this thing that sounds horribly offensive to me. Yeah. It's just like, I don't don't really read. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I don't really believe that we should help the underprivileged. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, I don't like delicious foods. You yeah. Know, it's something that you, any human being could appreciate if you yeah. just gave it a, ch- a chance. You oh, know? gross. A pleasant walk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, just fuck you, man. Like, yeah. what? I don't read. Well, what do you do? I don't read. Yeah. Yes, you do. You read 45 minutes to an hour of blog posts that people put on Facebook every day. That's fucking junk food yeah you read a lot and you you just don't read worthwhile things right and i would like to know the stats on how much more people have been reading or how much more people will read if you give them an electronic tool that gives them the access to the books yeah if because uh, i think a lot of people like my mom is a very avid very voracious reader like we just talked about but she is intimidated by e-readers and I think a lot of people think I don't read enough to warrant an e-reader. Right. But maybe if I handed you an e-reader, which are like 70 bucks now. Right. And you could one click on Amazon the same way you can one click an entire season of a TV show. Maybe you would read more. I'd like to think so. I, it's certainly something that brings me a lot of joy in my life. And if you lose a little bit, like 
even if the stats are true and maybe we lose like 5% of comprehension, do we make up for it if people are reading 30 to 40% more than they normally do? Right. And that's the thing that these studies don't look at. You want to paint it as like, the screen is killing reading or is it leading to a reading renaissance? Yeah. It's certainly leading to a a renaissance in authorship now that people can self-publish. You think about somebody like uh, Mikey Newman, you know Mikey, right? From yep. Gearbox. Yeah. Mikey has been self-publishing novels yeah. and doing great with it. Tom Merritt just wrote a book. Yeah. Uh, Tom and Veronica just put together uh, an entire anthology right. of first-time authors. Yeah, it's so and cool. And put it out there. And so there's a lot of cool self-publishing stuff going on. Wool. I, Look I, at wool. Yeah. I yeah. think some of the things that we're seeing are the same things that we saw with YouTube and with video on demand where it's like, we're killing television. We're killing the movie experience. Good. Kill those old systems. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little worried about Amazon being at, to- at the top of that. But well, they are, are using, you know, there, there's a lot of that that uh, controversy right now because they are using their dominance to uh, exclude certain publishers that are, aren't willing to play nice price-wise with them. And they're doing some stuff that's a little morally, ethically questionable. But, but some of that stuff that they're doing is really interesting to me as a reader because some of the stuff they're doing is how much can you charge for an ebook versus the actual book? Yeah. And publishers are always arguing that the physical cost of a book isn't really what sets the price. Right. You know, it's the marketing for the book. Yeah. But you know, man, you don't see a lot of marketing for books. And I've talked to a lot of authors and their royalties are not great. Oh yeah. So I think the publishers, the same way the, uh, the record labels were arguing years ago when mp3s came out i think the publishers are making these same arguments which is you're going to bankrupt us if we set an ebook at a price that people want to pay well what's so i think amazon is kind of being like what apple was with itunes where it's like 99 cents a song is where it is sorry well what's gonna die is the advances that authors get Mm -hmm. you know that's which is which is unfortunate because that's how they live right that is how they live yeah because without a publisher system but that that goes away. But these are gatekeepers. Yes, they absolutely are. And I yeah. feel like, hey, man, if if Mikey's making enough money, if Tom and Veronica are, I mean, Tom and Veronica have other things going on, but if that book is making money and the, right. those authors are getting paid, bring on self-publishing. Right. I'm for it. Yeah. Uh, and I think if it makes more people read, I'm for that too. Because right. I think that's something that's dropped out of our daily routine. There was a while, there was like six months where I realized I hadn't read a book. Yeah. And I was a kid who used to read a book a week. I have these little life rules for myself, one of which is always be in the middle of a book. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like make sure it's not the same book for like two months. Like I'm still yeah. technically in the middle of it, I right. guess. But we need to be reminded to put these things back into our day because long form fiction is crazy important. Like yeah. there have been so many studies that show it helps build empathy. Right. Because the novel is the only form of fiction where you are hearing the character's thoughts right while you're seeing their actions while you're hearing their actual intensely personal motivations yeah. yeah and it builds this empathy for different people that we don't get out of any other medium and it's i don't know i i, I just think long form reading is so important in so many ways and i think all of these articles that are trying to crush reading on a screen have the best intentions right but are probably doing some bigger damage than they are doing help yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, let us know how you feel on Twitter. We're at a Carboni And at Jeff Canada. And if you've seen a story recently that you think we should cover, send it to us at wehaveconcernshow at gmail.com. And listen, 
If you're uh, liking the show, a little iTunes review maybe? Yeah. That would help us out. That does help it's, out. It's real good. We like reading your review. Oh, snap. Actually, yeah. So leave us five stars and then, uh, but instead of reviewing the show, review the last book you read. Yes. A lot of really fun keyboard reviews lately. Yeah. Did you see those? I did. Yeah. Those are great. Thank you guys for sending those. Penguins and keyboards <laughs> and now books. <laughs> 